Let's pat, yes. pitter patter. Today on the Geek Help Podcast. Wait, we're not supposed to put wet phones into rice anymore? What? X Men 97 is coming back. And the mountain is coming to Langford. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. And your baby is so cute. Ah, oh, I can't stand it. I wish listeners could see it. Ah, oh, she's so cute. I feel baby. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 278. We record this on the morning of Wednesday, February 21th, 2024. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 in the morning zone. Oh boy. Yes. Sorry, did not think that was setting. On some Wednesdays. On some Wednesdays. When on some Wednesdays I'm on time. It's most every Wednesday. Yeah. We haven't really even talked about this on the pod, have we? No. Do you wanna do we wanna? Maybe just quickly. It's been so forefront for us for days, weeks, months. Um Thursday, February fifteenth at about eight fifty. Uh, in the morning, Dylan made the announcement that he cannot continue on the zone and is stepping away from radio. And that was his last break. You can go to the zone.fm slash Dylan to hear the break and see the formal announcement. But uh, yeah, the morning zone is in a bit of flux right now. Uh, old veteran broadcaster Jeremy Baker is remoting in from Coquitlam at the moment to do the morning zone with Jason Lamb. And that's just sort of how things are now. We are doing our best to figure things out and move forward. But uh, yeah, that's that's the state of things at the moment. And our collective hearts are um, broken and mm. just go out to Dylan and his family in every way, shape and form. Yeah, absolutely. Well put, but Yeah. Um, so many people have asked, um, us all and like, how, how's it going? How are you doing? How are you feeling? You know? And the answer I just keep saying is like, we're all fucked up. We're so, we're very fucked up right now. God. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, it's, it's been like, we've all gone through loss before, but, um, to lose Dylan off the radio weirdly is just like this, this thing that we've all been feeling. He's a friend of ours. Um, obviously he's been our leader here at the radio station for so long, and um, and him, his announcement, you know, that first that he was sick uh, back in December, um, but then this announcement that he was leaving, um, what an avalanche from the community. And you just really, it's it's been mm-hmm. like, wow, and overwhelming. Uh, it's been heartwarming and supportive as we all go through this, but it's also been like... Um, it just it goes to show the impact that a person can have on the radio every morning for twenty years. Truly, uh, if they're as good as Dylan is, you know, yeah. um, there's a lot of people who have longer careers who don't have the impact that he had, and and um, I just I, I I should have expected it, but it just did still caught me by a little bit of a surprise. Um, just the, 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 the flood of support. I'm not on Facebook a lot these days, but that day I was and just, you know, the amount of comments, the, and, and it wasn't even that I don't go looking for comments, but I just, I scrolling my regular feed and how it had taken over everything, the entire community, everyone I knew in Victoria. And I, again, yeah. of course I know zoners, but, um, just that every single person was paying tribute to Dylan in some way or expressing their, you know, support for his family. 
Holy shit! It was unbelievable, and it's it does. It's got us. It's got us fucked up in so many different ways. This was just a long weekend. I don't know what you all did. Did you have a fun long weekend, or like uh-huh. me, did you sit in a chair and look? It, that's all I did. Thanks. That sounds about right. Right. I sat mm-hmm. in a chair and I tried real hard. I like was trying to flood out my thoughts, feelings, and emotions with different you know podcasts and whatever. But I just sat in a chair and and just thought. There's so much of that. For three days, and it was hard. So, yeah, we're all very fucked up right now. Thank you. <laughs> That's the context in which we record this podcast as we, you know, have been trying to plow ahead here. Yeah, I think, like, as much as you're saying, like, you're not, like, you read the comments and things like that. For me, I felt like, and you said this too, Paul, like, I felt the comments were so, like, healing for mm. me because I just, I couldn't put into words <clears throat> how I've been feeling about this. Like it, it is, it's so fucked up. That's the only words I can put this into. And so reading other people's comments on what Dylan meant to them, what um, the morning show meant to them, like how this has affected them and their families like that for me, um, just, I don't know. It was very cathartic. It really helped me like, cause I couldn't put my own self in perspective, mm. but like listening mm. to everybody else and what they had to say, like really helped me kind of like, realize my own feelings and so i don't know if you're listening and if you're one of those people that just made a comment on any of those threads or posted or whatever um yeah thank you because it's helped me work through some thoughts and feelings about this because i just i can't i don't know i can't think of anything like it's fucked i'm fucked up it's fucked up Mm -hmm. that's a really good i've got no words no that's a really good point because i read i read through uh like at least 450 comments were there by Friday and uh-huh. I went through the post and I I hearted every comment from the zone mm-hmm. by the zone uh every comment on that Facebook post but at the so while doing that I read every comment and just spent the morning crying and like that's yeah. just it, it's just part of processing I guess um but it's just, it's you know and it's not over it's still happening and still happening most actively to dylan um but we all have to find our own ways to to process and deal with it as well and when you know somebody like dylan and you're so close to him as we are like at work and seeing him every day and working with him it's hard to like we all know how amazing he is but it's kind of hard to appreciate when you're near it all the time Mm -hmm. so Mm. be able to step back and and see that from other people's perspective was just phenomenal like it was like yes yes all of these things yes but it's just when you see it every day it's not as magical and so to see it from everybody else's perspective just like brought me back into just how talented how great how phenomenal of a of a human that dylan is so big time yeah, and you know, yeah, it was it was neat for me too to to see all the outpouring because it's like a different perspective, and you know, the the three of us and and also Art and Brian who aren't here today, but you know, we know and love Dylan personally. We have a friendship and a working relationship with him, you know, and and all that. Um, but there are listeners who I will bet have spent more 
one-on-one time with Dylan Willows than us because fair, fair right, point. that that uh, there are some listeners who just turn on the morning show and maybe spend m- much of the three or four hours with him yeah. through the morning and I didn't see him four hours a day right but yeah, there yeah. are some people mm-hmm. who did and who had that a very connected parasocial relationship I've just learned the word parasocial by the way oh funny you know what I just <laughs> learned it last year myself yeah I don't really know what it means <laughs> I kind of so, get the gist. It's sort of a <laughs> okay, bird's eye view. It's sort of a it's sort of a one way. They they associate it to celebrities a lot in that you know a human a, a normal human being uh, can have a parasocial relationship with Dylan, wherein they feel right. that there is a connection with Dylan. Where, when in fact it is one way, it is them feeling the connection and them implying the connection back. But Dylan doesn't particularly even know who the person is. Right, I understand. Yeah. So yeah. I- yeah, so that's not totally appropriate because in a lot of ways, you know, we all are quite weirdly close with the audience here and kind of know some people by name a lot of times. We you know? definitely do, yeah. Yeah. So. Which I think is sort of an exception to the rule for radio in general. For sure. It, you know, it's also just like a community, an audience of this size. It's just there's there's room for it, I suppose. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. Even on the very toxic Reddit, you know, people right. were like, I've never met the guy. I am bawling my eyes out. You know, I feel this connection with him. Yes. And like that was really telling that those those comments there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, thanks, everyone, for the support. Yeah, it's a hard time. Um, yeah. And I'm Paul Bustino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, just, let's just call that preamble today. Yeah, Kirsten yeah. James. <laughs> Okay. Oh, she's shedding her skin like a snake. Adorable. <laughs> her snake child. Kirsten just <laughs> <My> lizard, li- <laughs> lizard baby. Kirsten <laughs> just lifted Aurelia up, and she's been wearing this full body sort of uh, sleeping bag, and sort of like just lifted her, and and she's wearing a pink onesie underneath, but the blue sort of sleeping bag just sort of like peeled off her like a snake skin. It was adorable. I'm sorry. <laughs> Babies are very distracting, especially when they're adorable. This yeah. week on Leaking Out. Also, I've uh, the closest thing I've ever seen Aurelia give to a scowl, she just did when you called her a snake person. <laughs> <laughs> she looked right at that. You're not supposed to tell that there were lizard people. <laughs> right? Keep that secret. <laughs> yeah. <The> secret. <laughs> this week on Buds Weekly Geek Out. There's been an age-old piece of unsubstantiated, <laughs> truly, uh, advice that if your phone gets wet, you should put it in a bag with some rice because purportedly the rice will help absorb some of the moisture in the phone. Th- this has not been those scientifically proven or universally agreed upon. And two of the main reasons is because rice... It's actually a bit dusty. You know, if you pour oh, a bunch yeah. of rice out of the bag of rice, there's there's some dust and that can get into your phone right. and then congeal with the liquid that's inside and make it tougher to remove than just liquid alone. Mm. And yeah, I don't think there's been any sort of scientific peer review peer-reviewed research about whether or not this actually works. Really? That's um, shocking to me. This thing has been so prevalent since phones were first accidentally dripped in the glass of water on my bedside table while I was drunk that time. Um, <laughs> but that, that everyone does this. You'd think there w- that some Mythbuster would have got around to it. Right, exactly. I think the main source of this started from a life hacker 
article in 2007. So we've had a lot of time to prove this out or disprove it. Um, but like a week or so ago, a new support document came out from Apple. Now it was very specifically about getting water into the USB charging port, and they have their they have their methods like hold the phone up and and tap it kind of thing, um, and then try again and you know leave it for a day or whatever but they say you know don't use a heat source or compressed air these are these are born out these are true like if you use compressed air which sounds like a great idea you're just pushing water deeper into your phone don't please don't do that don't insert anything don't put a toothpick in there or dig around with a q-tip or a paper towel fibers fragments inside the phone bad 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 news um vacuum but they then. say don't use sorry so, so what we should we do get a little vacuum out and vacuum all the water out um, vacuum would not be a bad idea. Oh. Um, but yeah, their advice is to tap the phone. But what they say is leave it in a well ventilated area, but not in rice because the rice thing also usually involve putting it in the rice and sealing the Ziploc of rice. And it's just like, where's the water going to go? There's no evaporation. So, um, for a lot of people sort of was the, uh, mind blow of the uh of the week to hear that rice is not actually quite the thing anymore well yeah what you're supposed to do is you, that silica gel right that's what you're saying you buy a lot of shoes exactly time- you save those until you <laughs> drop your phone in the toilet <laughs> yeah hopefully you've bought enough shoes that those little sachets have expanded Jessica. enough so they can save your phone Right, exactly. Uh, and also, yeah. I, I hate to be the one to point this out, but uh, this uh, information, bud, I think is a little baby, tiny, tiny baby bit late since every single phone on the market is now uh, waterproof enough to go scuba diving with, is it not? Right, IPX4, 6, 8, whatever. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Yeah, I know. I had someone the other day be like, oh, I don't want to get an Apple Watch. I might splash it. It would get wet and I would... It would uh, like, Paul's like, I shower with it. I shower with it. I sh- yeah, yeah, Tim Cook always showered with his since it very first came out. It's always yeah. been water resistant. But no, since like, f- I don't know, six watches ago, these things have been made so that you can go swimming with them. That's why I exactly. upgraded my watches so that I could do swimming workouts. Yeah, it's a pretty normal thing these days. Yeah. So. Coming soon. <laughs> We start with a late breaker that is not on the cue sheet, so don't panic. Um, The Nintendo Direct colon partner showcase aired at 6 a.m. today. And this sort of follows up from uh, actually a story that I have later. um, But I'm just throwing this in. Maybe I should have put this as related. Anyways, um, Xbox last week went on a podcast and they're like, we're addressing the rumors that are swirling about all over the place about Xbox games coming to other systems. Well, one of the games that was announced this morning on the Nintendo Partner Showcase was Pentiment, which is one of the rumored Xbox games. Some other games, and these were they were talking about games coming in the first half of 2024. Uh, Disney Epic Mickey colon Rebrushed, so a remaster of that game. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Um, a South Park game called Snow Day. And World of Goo 2. So there you, know, there, there you go. Find the music, Paul. No, don't find the music. <laughs> Are you going to help me find the music? <laughs> <laughs> that music's really easy to find. Okay, great. So properly first and coming soon, X-Men 97. So this is a reboot of the Marvel. Uh, this is the Marvel. It's going to be a Marvel animation series. Pretty close. March 20th 
on Disney Plus. So I didn't realize, and maybe we've talked about this, but it's most of the original voice cast too, which was the coolest thing to discover this morning. Yeah, I believe it's a number of them that are coming back, and love that, less that. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I have to admit, I have to pick up my baby. She has lots of opinions about the X Men. Just. <laughs> But on the topic of the voice cast, though, I, I will say that whether it's the same guy and his voice is completely different or it is a new guy, the Wolverine voice completely threw me off. That's nowhere near what was in my brain from memory. Interesting. You know, and, even okay. and it is the same guy. I, it, I agree. Is, oh, I 100% no. agree. Oh, no. And I wonder if it is because, um, um, what fuck, why can't Hugh Jackman has permeated, right? Fair point. Because, yeah. Or he just hasn't done that voice in 24 years and doesn't quite have it because it is the same guy. Hell but dog. the second, like, the way. Uh oh. Oh no. Uh oh. She froze. Well, we'll come back to Kirsten's opinion later. The, but I'll... yeah, that, that voice bumped you. Hey, uh, Paul? Yeah, it did. And I think that's probably where Kirsten was going. She's got in her, in her frozen camera. I feel like she's going up for a cigar. <laughs> like, oh, really? It looks like she's about to sneeze for me. Yeah, I screen capped it anyway. So, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, her mouth, her hands up by her mouth. So that, I'm thinking cigar. And oh, the, the way that he said "bub," I I picture. And, oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, oh. and, I, and it's like it's the way the Hugh Jackman, in a way, was kind of perfectly cast because of his like vocal likeness to the cartoon show. I feel like yes, yeah, you know, yeah. and. Yeah, and and I just hear the bub, and with the cigar, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just yeah, this new one really, really bummed me. Everyone else sounded great though. All the other original cast, you Truly. could tell. Oh, oh my God, they're Cyclops. John sounds just the same. You know, um, pretty great. Oh, even you know Professor X, right? Who does like a lot of the narration to the start of this trailer? Yeah. So, um, yeah, good. I'm I'm stoked. Everyone's stoked. The animation also looks not as good to me. Oh. I hate to be the one crumbing on this, but... So here's the thing. I noticed that immediately. Oh, and good. it looked like they're trying to ape 1997 levels of whatever 15 frames per second animation. I think they could go a lot smoother, but I think this is an intentional choice to make it look like the old series. That's my guess. I know, but like, that's what I'm comparing it to. I'm not comparing it to... The slickest, mm. smoothest, most modern, most computer-assisted animation of 2024. I'm comparing it to my memory of the way that these characters moved back in 1997. Yeah. You know, again, my, my memory's not perfect, and it's been a while since I have got, watched any clips on YouTube or whatever. Or, didn't they put that whole original series out not that long ago? Is it on Disney Plus or something? I think it is. I think they did, yeah. So I haven't gone back and watched that, but I still I felt like... Compared to that, it felt weird and off and herky-jerky, and for all the effort they put in to try and make it the same, it felt very different. And and if you are promising same, it's got to feel same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's five seasons of the original on Disney+. Plus. Right. Um, sorry, Chris, what you were saying? My, my, my computer hates me. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um yeah, the the moment that they set up where Wolverine's going to say his line, it's like they set it up like for that nostalgia moment, for that tickling your nostalgia bone. And the moment he spoke, I totally agree, Paul. I was like, I've got the same voice. What's yeah. that? I don't like that. 
And then, and that is actually what caused me to go look up who the voices were and discover that the majority of them are the same people. So yeah, the roles for Wolverine, yeah. Storm, Rogue, Beast, uh, Minister Sinister, and Nightcrawler are all the same. There are also and some Gambit. People... There's two. Is is this what you were just about to say? Sorry. Well, um, the, see, there's the Gambit voice actor is back, but he's playing Cable, and there's a new voice actor for gambit proper no the old gambit okay when i looked it up on imdb but i could be wrong Mm -hmm. um because it was before i had coffee this morning the (laughs) old uh voice actor for gambit is also back as gambit and remy lebeau but there's another person credited as gambit and that happens a couple of times where there's weirdly two credits so i wonder if they're going to do like a past future thing and maybe some of the that would make new actors or Can they play younger versions? Yeah, I'm going off um, an escapist uh, article. Yeah, and some of them, it's weird, like they're credited in IMDb, but then if you actually go to their own IMDb profiles, it's not there. So it's That's still weird. a little bit. That stuff should be knows. cross-pollinated yeah. in the database. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And and it is a database. So what the hell? Yeah. Um, did you guys hear, uh, apparently this isn't going to be canon though? Like it's a Marvel thing. It's the first thing they put out from Marvel Animation Studios, but this has, will not be canon. I just read that headline. I did not read an article about it. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it'll stay in its own little um, bubble and not affect the greater MCU. Fascinating. Fuck, I'm excited. Quite. It, it looks so fucking good. It looks like, is this actually hand-drawn too? Paul and I were just talking about that. I think they, I, I'm going to bet... That uh, it's all fed through a computer and output at 15 frames per second to look like 1997. Mm. Oh, Fair. whereas in 1997, it would have been all hand drawn. Yes. Yeah. There it and is. All they were, yeah. That's the difference. So that's what I think they're going for is that look. But I'll bet many shiny nickels. It's just cheaper mm. and money is the root of all stupid to uh, output this through a computer. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I'm so, I'm so excited. I, I love the X-Men. I love X-Men like 97. I loved le- that all of those properties. I think hopefully this is going to be fucking incredible. Um, oh, we get, we get Gambit again, which I know. Oh my God, about, that's like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. With Gambit uh, on Wolverine and he activates his yes. claws and then his <laughs> staff. Oh my God. Oh, it looks incredible. Fuck. Like, I can't. I'm just so excited. Yeah, Gambit does rule. And Gambit really never got his due in any sort of MCU, which has mm-hmm. always been a big disappointment because he's such a cool character with pretty unique powers. But you know yeah. what? They would have fu- they would have fucked it up. I I this is one of those cases where yeah. You look at the Brian Singer re- um, Renaissance or um, Legacy. I I agree. You're right. Yeah, it would have. You know, it's like it's like Boba Fett. For a while, Boba Fett was special because there was so little Boba Fett and everyone thought he was the coolest, most badass guy. And now I'm so sick of Boba Fett and watching him take a bath. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. (laughs) They gave us too much and it was not good. So Gambit has remained I know, but think about about how much Wolverine there is. We're not sick of Wolverine. Exception to the rule, I'm going to say because of the actor. uh, And I guess maybe they couldn't find the right actor. Because they did have, in one of the X-Men movies, wasn't there like a the tiniest tease of yeah. a character that was going to be Gambit? There was and a, I don't know if they like called him Like a glimpse of a card Remy. or something, I, I seem to recall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
so stoked for this. March <laughs> comes out on Indy's birthday. Happy birthday to Indy. March, oh, that's so great. I love it. I love it. Yay. That's so sweet. <laughs> Next up, a movie called Cam Tien Vien, or in English, The Sympathizer. Not, not a movie, sorry, a miniseries on Max. And pretty Vietnamese. Uh, it is, you, you, you follow, uh, it's just after the war, and so you follow uh, this Vietnamese guy who is spying. Um, like he's a, he's a, I guess, a double agent. And but what is interesting about it to me, the reason I put it on the cue sheet, because the movie or the sorry, the miniseries, the miniseries itself looks pretty good, looks pretty cloak and dagger. You got those little, you know, slidey compact cameras and spy stuff and everything. And Robert Downey Jr. is playing four separate roles. And that like I I, I, I picked picked up on his voice and I was trying to pick out what character it was but then right at the end they're just like and Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Downey Jr. and they did it four times I'm like <laughs> oh my god those are all him what a weird twist well good if anyone can do it it's old RG Day wait what how you say <laughs> Robert RDJ RG Day RG RG Day he's great <sighs> We got an updated trailer for Civil War. This would be the A24 film in theaters April 12th. More of the same. Kind of some annoying whistling. Fantastic ending shot of a couple of uh, bazookas going into... Uh, is that the Capitol building? Some sort of Capitol building? I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm also, right. nothing to do with Marvel Civil War. Because when I, I had not heard of this trailer oh. or this movie... I, went, I, I was like, Civil War, and I clicked oh, on shit. it, and I was like, where's Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a literal Civil War within the United States. That's so funny, Kirsten. <laughs> I feel like that's how art goes into most movies. Where's Captain America? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want Captain America. Um, yeah, this movie looks great, and we, I don't know, Kirsten, I guess you weren't here a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it before. But, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, and this is a second trailer for it, I guess, and it looks great. Everything I, everything that comes out from it, it's like, wow, great. Okay, cool. Swing for the fences. This looks like a pretty intense movie, but looks good. Yeah, I really want to see it. I like I, these kinds of dramas. I like it. So, so I saw a comment. It was like the top comment on YouTube, which was pretty funny. It was like, ah, the most science fiction about this science fiction movie is California and Texas forming a union <laughs> fair fair point yep yep is that what it is because they they also released a map hey did i tell you about this they, no. they released you did a, actually i think you mentioned this last time we talked about the first trailer yeah fascinating and it shows like the different factions and i think it's not that california and texas are teamed up i think it's like there is a republic of california and a republic of texas and they've both branched off yeah and they're their own things. And we have an enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing, but I'm not sure that they're particularly working together. They're just both working against the greater the United States. Do we know what what are they worrying about here? Uh, I think there was something in the first trailer. I don't remember. Take a pick. Uh, this is just a snowball that has was started about seven years ago, and pretty much, or eh, maybe a little bit more actually, and. Uh, is just continuing on. It's yeah, yeah, barely science fiction at this point. Art imitates life. I hate it. Thanks. Uh -huh, That's great. Yeah, it's very sad. Hey, Next up, we can have. I, can I say a, a thing oh. about po political right now? 
uh, down in the States, this horrible presidential election they have to do? God. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Can both of these guys fuck off, by the way? <laughs> both Ding. of them, right? And you know what's so wild right now, too, is it's like just behind them. Am I... Is it, like, so stupid to think this? But just behind them, the vice president is Kamala Harris. And right. And then the other Republican, only only one still running in the race, is Nikki Haley. And these are both, right. like, much younger, very both accomplished in their own way, and both yep. just kind of, like, just, they're just policy people. And can they just run? Can God, they wouldn't that be great? Like, I just really would like someone who's not in their 80s, number one. That would be so great. <laughs> great points. And, great points. And people who are not so wildly, wildly unpopular so that it's like a horrible choice. Um, but like, yeah, there's these two people who are just like, it's right there. These two women. Yeah. How about, how about them? How about we run Just shift them? the spotlight 10 degrees to the right. And there they are. There they both are. Right. And then we can just like get rid of all the like baggage that's going on with the selection and just like have it based on them two and their policies. That would be an idea. But also like you guys got to smarten up and no more bad candidates anymore. Right. After no more this. bad what? Candidates. Oh, God. Yeah. These candidates Please. are awful. So next up, we have a poster from Marvel, and it came out on Valentine's Day. It says, Happy Mar- uh, Happy Valentine's Day from Marvel's First Family. And this is The Fantastic Four. So they have the word the in front of it. That's, again, the differentiation. You either add or you drop a the when you're relaunching an old property. <laughs> uh, and this will star Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Yvonne Masbachrach, and Joseph Quinn as the Fantastic Four. The poster is very adorable and vintage and cousin thing, as uh, as Brian puts it. going to be pretty great. It is cousin thing. Well, so, you know what I'll say? As much as a poster can make me excited about uh, a movie, I think, you know, that I, I don't, I never loved the Fantastic Four. I never really found too much uh, love there. That was quite cool. That one guy was on fire, I guess, but. Blame on. Yeah, that was kind of fun. But but I just, it's just, but the poster looks fun. And let's go through the cast here real quick. Obviously, Pedro Pascal having a moment. We talked about this before. Is he the best casting? Is he Mr. Right or is he Mr. Right now? Uh, he's well, Mr. Fantastic. He's but, Mr. Uh, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got um, Vanessa Kirby, who if the name doesn't immediately strike you, she's been in the last bunch of uh, Mission Impossible movies. And some other things. And she is really quite great. Like, she's very, very striking when she's on. So, she's a good piece of casting there. Um, yeah, we got Cousin from The Bear, who's playing The Thing. Impossible to replace Michael Chiklis, I feel like. Oh, my God. Such good casting. Yeah. Just, oh. like, physically. Yeah. But also yeah. his attitude. And the attitude. So that's that's really tough, but obviously, you know, I can't do that again. Um, he was one of those ones, it's like Hugh Jackman, right, where you just you get the, you nail the casting so well that just that person should just be it forever in every iteration. Correct. But, oh, well. Stoked yep. about, about uh, Cousin playing the thing. That's pretty sweet. And then who is this new Johnny Flameboy, whatever his name is? Joseph Quinn. He's a Brit. Uh, I think the last sort of... Big thing we saw him in was, uh, like, from a, a bit back, he was in the movie, uh, no, wait, was it the movie? 
Oh no, he was in a, an adaptation of Les Mis. I uh, know uh, Eddie Munson in Stranger Things season Stranger four. Things. Yeah, he was in Stranger Things. I dressed up for him as Halloween and at the Comic Con, oh, at the live Comic Con right. that we did. Yeah. So the guy with um, the jean jacket and the uh, the oh my god, the shirt shirt thing shirt. That yeah, that's Joseph Quinn. That yeah. him. That's him, that Eddie one, Munson. That man. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's an interesting casting choice for sure. Um, I mean, that's the only thing that I've seen him in is Stranger Things. But yeah, like Bud's mentioned, he has been in a couple other things, and I think like he'll play that character correctly. Like you know, like kind of a little bit of a rebel, mm-hmm. but like likable um, and silly. Like I think I think it's a good casting choice. It does seem weird. Um, I think he's going to do a good job of it. Being a likable Johnny Storm, right? Because who was the guy that played? Was it um, God? Who was who was Johnny Storm in the last movie? Oh, that wasn't Chris Evans. Michael um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael oh, B. Jordan, God, right? Yes, Michael B. Jordan. Thank yeah. you. Another. I love how they like go to this too, and then they're like, "Well, we still want you in a Marvel movie. We'll put you. We'll put you as another character." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan was just too aggressive. I think is oh, as, as Johnny Storm. Um, and I mean, Chris Evans too, like Chris Evans was too cocky. Um, so I, I'm hoping Joseph Quinn will kind of be a good balance between those two. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So there's been this thing called FanCon that's been going for many, many years in Prince George. Um, and they've got a huge list back catalog of guests. Um, Kevin Smith was there uh, at one point. Oh. Uh, they are branching out to bring Island Fan Con this year to Langford. And Halfer Julius Bjornsson, the mountain from Game of Thrones, is their first and so far only confirmed guest. Cool. Very cool. He's the. Uh, I guess he was the second mountain. There were two mountains, right? Yes. I was oh, just that's right, ask. too. Yeah. But he was the one who fought against uh, Pedro Pascal. Yes. Character. Yeah, yeah. The more iconic mountain, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Is yeah. he still huge? I imagine. I saw an interview recently to get the pronunciation of his name. He's still huge. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's huge. That was cool. Um, Kirsten, you say the joke. Oh, yeah. Why do I say it? Okay. Yeah, I wonder if a bunch of people are going to come up to him and want to stick their hands in his eyes. He's uh, going to get. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get pink eye. Is that was that what happened to Pedro? Did he get pink eye? Yes, because he got no. He got pink eye from other people putting uh, their thumbs into his eyes. This goes the other way around. Hal Hal could could put his thumb in their eyes and so he will bestow the pink eye that's it that's exactly it yeah he'll so he'll give a legion of people pink eye and he'll be fine one way or the other is a lot some bacterial infection is going around langford (laughs) 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 no i'm sure he's he'll he'll and that that has nothing to do with this story that's just that's a fact (laughs) i'm sure he'll like uh purell up in between each eye finger gouge which is (laughs) <laughs> would sting but you wouldn't get pink eye so um, right yeah it's just alcohol <laughs> it's yeah. not bacteria oh my God. it's cleaner it's cleaner so anywho that's cool that's great uh, i saw a lot of pictures from i think it was the vancouver uh con that just happened where uh danny trejo was there and yes. a bunch of other famous people so oh, charles martinet whoa charles martinet was in vancouver yeah dude so was elijah wood and um charlie cox uh, fuck. Charlie Cox, I, I want to call him Gus Fring. Um, what's his name? 
Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito, right. Yeah, he was at the Canucks game in the same building with Art. I was taking Art was at the Canucks game. And so I was like, Art, Giancarlo's there. And then like maybe 20 minutes later, I guess they showed him on the on the on the center ice screen. Yeah. And uh and he was like, Oh, there he is. And he looked so happy to be like, you know how like if a celebrity is shown on the big screen, sometimes they like they're like, no, I don't. Just don't fucking look at me. I'm not here. Yeah. Giancarlo was like, <laughs> it was incredible. Yes. Um, yeah, that fan expo in Vancouver, it's gotten it's gotten big. Like, I think <clears throat> I think maybe we should consider going next year. Like, it's they had names this year. Like, holy they really shit. did. Yeah, so long as they don't book Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard there wasn't a long line at her booth. <laughs> oh, God. I, heard, I also heard a lot of people kind of like stood around her booth with like pride flags, which good for them. Amazing. That. Yes, that's Amazing. Right. Oh, yeah. Adam Savage from Mythbusters was there. Wow. I'd Arrow, be like, Stephen Amell. Hey, Adam Savage, couldn't you freaking test the rice thing about phones? <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Oh, my God. Next up. <laughs> Let me please read the line from Paul. So the headline is Sam Mendes to direct four separate Beatle movies. Paul's quote, finally, a little insight into this mysterious underexposed band. (laughs) Hilarious. Thank you. I just feel like every single minute of every day of those four men's lives has been documented in thousands of books and documentaries and movies and but not with them signing off on using their music the, there is no band in the world that has been more well documented than the beatles um right and i just i thought i thought when peter jackson put out that thing that get out movie which was a lot of footage get back what get it? back what is it? You said get get out, which would be very interesting oh, to see that, Peter Jackson. Exactly, get out that is, I would watch Sorry. a Peter Jackson get out. That would actually be quite exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Jackson <laughs> remakes Get Out <laughs> without the blessing of Jordan Peele. Right? Um, uh, no. Um, okay, so get back. That was like I don't know, like ten hours of footage. It was so much. And um, so anyways, I thought that was going to be like, wow, this would be the definitive, the last thing we ever see about the Beatles. Nope. Four nope. movies, one for each boy. So anyways, that'll be interesting. And yet, no. Okay. Whatever. All the footage. <laughs> 2027 is about when we're looking at this. More coming soon. We'll cover this really quick. More Pokemon Concierge episodes are coming to Netflix, I guess. the uh, And this was like legit stop motion, mm. click, click, click animated uh, series. So more are coming. Did you watch any of that, bud? I watched the first episode. I thought it was adorable. Um, and like, I blame this on me and the world. Mm. I just found the pacing a little slow. Uh, and Pokemon is not particularly my world, but I found it super cute and endearing. Great concept. Would love to come back to it maybe someday when I am sick and need chicken soup. Sometimes that's all you need, everybody, is like, uh, like 35 minutes or something. Yeah. Whatever Very I true. Those, like, a little special. 35 minutes. Just give me something. You know what I mean? Like, that would be enough for something. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Venom 3. Venom 3? Yeah, okay, sure. And uh, so, but uh, Clark Bacco has been added to the cast. Paul, Mm -hmm. tell us about that. I'm really excited about this. Clark Bacco uh, has been uh, one of the stars of my favorite show, Letter Kenny, since season two. So 10 seasons she put in. 
Wow. Uh, she took. I see some of the seasons she took off. She had an interesting arc where she like her character left and then came back. Anyways, um, she's she's so good in that. She's so good. She's funny and it's really cool now to see. We've seen some Letterkenny people get jobs in like bigger things or or just like non-Canadian things. I should say. You know what I mean. Uh, this show has been like a real great thing. It feels like for Canadian actors to go up to Sudbury and put some time in, and and you know, and and be a part Cute. of this show. But now it's really good. We saw the actress who plays Mrs. McMurray. She was in Star Trek, uh, A Strange New Worlds, actually with a pretty good chunky size role uh, this past season. She's a lawyer, space lawyer. Anyway, nice. so and uh, Clark Bacco got a job doing in a show called The Changeling. Which I never watched, but apparently got real good reviews. And so this now is like, okay, this is a big budget uh, Hollywood movie. And it's really great to see, again, someone from Letterkenny getting cast in something like that. I, I said to you, I don't really much care for a third Venom movie. I don't think I, don't think I saw the second one. No, in fact, I know I didn't. No. And as Madam Webb bombs i can hear it from inside the studio i can hear the bombing from outside madam <laughs> web bombs louder and harder and worse than any other of these spider-man sony movies let's also remember that that's what venom is too right yep yeah yeah part of that same half universe but venom seems to be the one that people are okay with venom's been doing okay so far yeah carried by tom hardy who's doing a you know absolute bang up job again casting yeah, right, big time, and um, and you know, it seems to be some genuine enjoyment and some interest in the character from fans. Okay, so they do a good job with Venom. So uh, yeah, give me Venom three, and I'm I'm super stoked for Clark Bacco to be in it. That's great. We all know the name Macaulay Culkin. Most of us know the name Kieran Culkin. There's a Rory, a Christian, and a Shane Culkin, and they're all going to appear in. The second best hospital in the galaxy, which is a prime video animated series dropping Friday. Trailer for this one, pretty wild. <laughs> it looks like it's trying to be a lot of things in the recent grown-up animation trend. Yeah, are we getting like a little bit of a Rick and Morty vibe off of this? Very, very. And they're birds? They're birds. The Culkin brothers are birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the interesting thing about that one. And... They all sound kind of alike. They do all sound kind of alike in the clips, the clip of the trailer that I uh, saw. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, hard to know what this yeah, is about. It just looks like an ensemble comedy, har har thing. Do the other Calkins do things? Do the other Calkins ask? How did they get roped into this? It's a great, great question. Great question. I can't like offhand. I can't think of anything that any of these other Hulkins have done, and that's because that's a really um, standoutish name. I would have noticed. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> but okay. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, whose idea, okay. whose idea that like they were like, oh well, we've got two of the Hulkins, and then like was someone in the room just like, but what if we had more Hulkins? <laughs> <laughs> but, Rory owns a shoe store. That doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Now Rory is an actor. Right. He can get time <laughs> off from the shoe store to come and just voice a thing. Yeah. I know. Because like yeah. when, when Kieran Culkin showed up in succession as his breakout role, it, then there was this fun little moment where we all were like, you know, 
Yes, Macaulay, but also he was in Home Alone drinking pop and peeing himself. Everyone, yeah. you know, go back and look. That's him. That's him. Now he's winning Emmys. Are we going to unearth and he's in, um Scott Pilgrim. Um, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. That's where I know him from. But, that too. But yes, you're right. He peed his pants. Like, are we going to now... Are there going to be all these Easter egg Culkins from other... Oh, my God. I don't know. The the CCU. The Culkin Cinematic (laughs) Universe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. That's what we need. So... Xbox updates on the Xbox business. They they did their thing. It was a podcast last Thursday. I'll give you just a couple point form notes. So Phil Spencer, um, I can't even remember what he is, head of Microsoft Gaming or something, was on there with two other like top brass Xbox people. So Phil Spencer said they've been planning talking about like making this sort of update on the business announcement since December. And they probably would have preferred to talk about the Activision Blizzard stuff and maybe the hardware. But the the quote is, we've had some unforeseen news that has come out. So let's just tackle the exclusivity question. Uh, And the big rumors, of course, is that all these games are coming to PlayStation and the Switch. So the official line is there are four games with no promise beyond that that are coming to other consoles. They did not say what the games are Mm. in this podcast, which is ridiculous because they had all this hype toward the podcast. He's leaving each announce to each individual game team. They are not, however, bringing Starfield or Indiana Jones to other consoles. And what is key... Indiana Jones in the circle? (laughs) That one? That's the one. I was really looking forward to that circle. Great circle. (laughs) The great circle. Mm-hmm. Now, Kirsten, oh, you right. asked, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a circle. It's not Indiana Jones the and the circle. circle. Yeah. It's the great circle. <laughs> Although that's that's a good might as well be. Might as well be. Anyway. Now, Kirsten, you asked about the initial thing that started the snowball rolling was when when the CFO said we want to bring Xbox to you know as many screens as possible, and you were like, why would the guy lie about it? I looked back at the quote that Phil Spencer gave three days after that CFO talked about Xbox games coming to other screens. And it was very clever what he said. He said, Game Pass will not be coming to consoles other than Xbox. And that has remained true. Game Pass is their monthly subscription service. And every month they they throw a bunch of games onto this list and you can just play them for free for the whole month and they put new games in and they take old games out. That is only on Xbox and PCs. Mm. And they do not have any plans to bring that service to other consoles. But they are bringing four games and one was announced this morning and it was one of the rumored games, Pentiment, uh, that is coming to Switch. And that's the that's the gist of that news. Finally, and coming soon, final trailer. Thank God, because it's coming up Thursday. The final trailer for Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's still looking good. Still gonna try it out. We'll we'll see how it goes. One more trailer if you want to see just a little bit more stuff. Not coming soon. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Uh, Sony bought Funimation. Uh, an animation company, like a Japanese animation company, a year after it was born, uh, I think in 2017 or so. But Crunchyroll has been around, I think since 2006. Sony has recently bought them as well. So this is where most people are getting their legit anime. But because of this merger, Sony has announced that a bunch of a bunch of series that they initially said would be there forever 
is going away. Boo, 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 bad, 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 no, 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 no. Let me please remind you, digital subscription does not mean forever. Nope. You want forever truly? Buy the Blu-ray. That's going to be the only way. And, you know, and then you'll still need the player and everything. But yeah, like you absolutely cannot depend. These are all, all these, they're based on licensing agreements. You get to watch it now, maybe next month, maybe the month after that. They're just going to take it away because they can. And you kind of sort of agreed to that when you agreed to the terms of service to use the uh, subscription. Oh, I just hate that. I just hate oh, that. Oh, so oh. icky. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I will take this opportunity, though, to say in related news, uh, Madam Web box office <laughs> hit a broke a record low, even worse than Morbius. Oh, boy. Wow. But do you think like, OK, I did hear that. But do you think that's because of Morbin time? Like, remember when all those guys went back to do Morbin time? It doesn't matter if it's a gag or a joke or a meme. If your movie does better because of that, power to you. Also, I don't think, I think that was the most hilarious thing about Morbin Time is that it went back into the theaters and zero people went to see it. (laughs) Right? Like, nobody nobody went to go see Morbius that second time around. Nobody. Nobody for a joke. Nobody be like, oh, thank God. I meant to see it the first time. We just got, we got (laughs) so busy. Oh, you know, just the house and everything. We just, we're busy. We're so busy. We didn't, we were dying to see Morbius on the big screen as it was intended. <laughs> Thank God for this second chance. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, do you know what I want to do? Can you guys vamp for a minute? I want to go and see if um, uh, Darren is next door. Darren, who works behind us on this wall, um, famously goes to every piece of shit that they shit out. Oh, right. He goes to everything. He, he'll come up to me and he'll go, uh, Aquaman 2? I'm like, absolutely not. He's, I was like, what are you doing wasting your money on Aquaman 2? And he's just like, we see everything. He's like, I got one friend. We see literally everything. Yeah. I'm there they for gotta the popcorn. Catch them all. They got to catch every single one they will in the theaters. I bet you. And if he, if he said to me, I'm going to see Madam Webb in the theaters, I would go. Now that it's broken the record as being the crummiest ever, I would go and uh, – or maybe I would sneak in. But I would. I want to go see if Darren has <laughs> – hang on one second. Okay, fair enough. So if Darren is here and has seen it, I will preface it with Darren is a lot like you, bud, in that he's easily impressed. Like he'll go see a movie. That's fair. Yeah. And he'll be like, it was all right. So if he comes in and he's like, this is trash, then we will know. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Adam Wedman is trash. Yeah. That, yeah. Darren is our absolute barometer on that because you're right. He, like me, impresses pretty easy with things. So that's. Yeah. And that's fine. Right. Like he's still got that like childlike wonder of movies that Paul evil Plastino has lost (laughs) in his age. Like Paul doesn't like movies. I don't think anymore. He just likes to go to them and complain about crap them. on them yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> darren will go see a movie and like i think even morbius he was like it was all right yeah i mean the trailers at least for morbius looked good the trailers from adam webb did not look good you know well they i love how like in trailers they always put like the lines the lines that will get you into the movie right sure and sure fucking madam web it was like what was the line it was oh, like right this, this is, is where my mother my died when web. she was studying spiders in the amazon or something like that yeah yeah like what like, the frick uh, wow. ladies and gentlemen oh my God, from behind the, the hall darren is here 
AKA the guy who sees everything. <laughs> the guy who sees the guy everything. Who pays to see everything. Oh, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> yeah. I paid to see Black Adam. I paid to see. <laughs> what was the last one I went to? I can't remember. Dude. Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2. I paid to see Aquaman 2. I will pay to see Madam Web. Uh, oh, okay, so so tell me, tell us what you just told me. Look, I, you know, in talking with a, a friend of mine and I, we go to all these movies. We figured we're this deep into this universe. This universe is not going to last that much longer. <laughs> no. So we might as well see it out. You feel pot committed, really, to this trash? I'm I'm in it. Okay. I'm in it to win it. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna outlive them all. Um, but I, you know, it's my my thinking is that my nine dollars and hopefully less money. I, I want that to go to the key grip or the gaffer right. or yes. or the the guy who who has to feed his family by what filming a guy. this crap. Yes, Darren, so you're like the poster child for, for you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> he wouldn't steal a car. No, and I also love too that I know about you're like me. You buy a sack of popcorn every single flick you go to see. Yep. And so that is how the movie theater makes money. And so I support like you're keeping those theaters open, those hallowed buildings that we love to go to. I'm a god of some sort. <laughs> You're Marvel Jesus. I am, I am keeping people in uh, alive um, by going to see Madame <laughs> Web. I am keeping people fed. Okay, and then just <laughs> hang around for one last item here. Now, this didn't make the cue sheet, but our good friend uh, Shep uh, sent this to us, uh, this article where somebody was, uh, I think it was in the United States, but they were escorted out of the movie Madam Web uh, for jerking it uh, openly in public oh uh, to Sydney Sweeney. Uh, any thoughts about that, sir? I was nowhere near that building. There is no proof <laughs> I was anywhere in that vicinity. Um, I'm going for the gaffer. <laughs> It's all for the gaffer. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, I'm my God. Say. I love that. Uh, from now on, too. I'm going for gaffer. All right. Do it for the gaffer. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Go back to Darren out. work. Thank you. Darren out. Oh, God. What a treasure. <laughs> yeah, true. That, that was, was amazing. <laughs> and yeah, what a good reason to do it. Continuing and not coming soon, HBO is now delaying hosting clips of last week tonight with John Oliver to YouTube because... Because they're hoping to get more people to sign up to Max to watch the show rather than get it from YouTube where it's free. (laughs) Oh, God. It's too bad. And clearly John Oliver is not happy about this. He tweeted some kind of a backhanded thing about HBO. and um, But, but I mean, look, if they really wanted to be dicks about it, they could just not put it on YouTube ever. They could say, you want this, you want this, one of our best shows? You come watch it. You come pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or they could scale back, like, right now what they do is they put their main story on YouTube, right? Uh, they could scale back. They could put, like, the little clip it's before and after. They could put, like, a couple of minutes of the main story. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are dickier ways to try and do this exact thing. So... I don't know. I'm not too, too mad about this, but I, but I also pl- pay for Crave plus HBO so I can watch uh, John Oliver when it comes out. But I actually have to wait until the next day. That's even on oh, Crave. Wow. Yeah, it's like everything else. It was so funny. It was like six o'clock on Sunday night and boom, uh, True Detective was on, you know, mm. and then and then seven o'clock, 10 Eastern. There was Arrested Development waiting for or sorry, Curb Your Enthusiasm was waiting oh, well. for me. 
Whereas uh, uh, John Oliver, which airs also on Sunday nights, that I had to wait until Monday to watch. So I don't know. Weird Interesting. Thing. And I don't know if you guys watched uh, this week's episode, but he he is really really that good. This show is really good. And this was a particularly good one. They were talking about um, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice, who has famously complained that the justices don't make enough money. They make somewhere around like $300,000, and he's like, that's not enough money. And he he famously has been taking huge gifts, big trips and things from like prominent Republican donors. And it's very, that's very corrupt for a Supreme Court justice to do. So John Oliver offered Clarence Thomas a million dollars a year and a brand new huge RV motor coach because he really likes those to quit the Supreme Court. (laughs) And I mean, like, and it's when you think about that, that's quite the offer. It's like a legit, right? It's very legit. He says he will pay him $1 million a year for the rest of his life to step down off the Supreme Court. And can you imagine, like, you're making 300 grand, you're old, you could retire anyways. But he made that offer because he knew what the answer would be. I don't know. I think a million dollars a year for the rest of your life is a pretty... I'd take it. Yeah. Anybody should. Right? Yeah. So, but, but you're right because of the, you know, it proves John Oliver's point that his entire time on the Supreme Court has been quite corrupt and he's been doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I know you have to actually walk away from that colossal amount of money. Um, Precisely. Yeah. But it was, it made for just unbelievable TV. That's why John Oliver. television. Yeah. That's why he wins the Emmy. Great. That's wonderful. Finally, in coming soon, there's a Disney movie club. Like, like Columbia House Records and Tapes? Yes, there is, but they're going to kill it this summer. This thing's been going for 23 years. I had no idea this existed. <laughs> you could get Blu-rays and DVDs um, from this, but now they're killing it. On May, on May. They're killing it on June 20th. Last day to order is on May 20th. I would have signed up for this. Would you have? Do you think that this is like... The vault. Like, do you remember when that was a big thing? Like, oh my god, of course. Coming out of the vault is yeah. now Bambi. You yeah. could buy now Bambi the, on VHS. And now the plastic VHS sleeve is white instead of black. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's... Uh, th- I, I certainly think that that was the evolution of coming out of the vault. And do you also think, with this available only in America, Mary Harrison, please write us at geekout.butt. Fair enough, what fair enough. I did actually this? go to the site to try to sign up, but they were like, you need a one step further thing. You need a five digit number from the emails that we send you from something else. And Blech. apparently whatever Disney account I had before was not enough. So so 23 years, was this like a response to or probably launched around the same time or maybe before as Netflix, original Netflix? Oh, there's a good call. Right. And they were just Sounds sending, like out, it could be. <clears throat> sending out tapes, sending out DVDs, or yeah. or maybe they yeah. like you know they beat the box subscription service thing that's so popular these days. They're just like, give us your money every month, and whatever movie comes out, you know, Aladdin two, whatever it is, we'll just send it to you. Yeah. That's it for not coming soon. Weirdly, we have no geek news proper. I sort of threw the Madam Web in there thing because it was related to the other Sony thing. So we're going straight to subject line 
Hurston's request. Dot butt. Thanks, <laughs> Zoner Ewan. Please don't perpetuate this stupid thing. What's stupid? Well, instead of not perpetuating it, bud, why don't you just buy dot butt so that people can send a dot butt no. like God intended? No, God did not, did, not, did not intend that. No. Dot. But. Stop googling dot butt. Um, yeah, so this is incredible. As Kirsten sort of puts Zoner Ewan on this pedestal of having this encyclopedic knowledge of the Geek Out podcast, indeed... He was able to find the uh, exact time when Kirsten mentions, prompted by Paul, that The Last of Us could film on Vancouver Island. It was episode 234, timestamp 43 minutes and 11 seconds. Wow. Bless you, dude. That's incredible. Wow. And and Ewan said, too, that, like, uh, part of being able to remember this is this that he listens to this podcast kind of on repeat, which is like the biggest compliment I can even imagine. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's to, to spend that amount of time with us is, is really something special. And I, I'm so glad we love doing this thing. And so like to, the fact that there's some person out there, our friend Ewan, who is out there just enjoying it to that level is it really is kind of blows my mind. Kirsten had a great line. You're like the Encyclopedia Britannica of this podcast from the, from the listeners. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Somebody needs to be, so yeah. appreciate and, that. Right. And also, Kirsten introduced me to a new word, uh, aphantasia, which is like a fantasia. No, not the movie, um, but aphantasia, which is like memory stuff. The, a characteristic to how some people have related to how their mind and imagination works. <laughs> Yeah, this is weird. I, I first heard this term, I think maybe like five years ago or something, it came up because it blew my mind that um, some people can't visualize things in their brains. Like if you think of like the example that that I've seen a lot is an apple. If you think of an apple, some people in their mind's eye will be able to see like a juicy red apple. It's like it's like a 3D rendering in your brain. Yeah, and then there's like levels. It's like five levels of like you see the juicy rendering, and then one below is like maybe a red apple, and one below that's maybe like a, a little basic drawing of an apple, and then level two is like maybe a gray shadowy, like you can kind of see it in the background apple, Wild. and then level one is like nothing. And yeah. so I I learned this um, about reading is that a lot of a lot of people that have this that can't visualize anything in their minds. Um, don't like reading as much because they're not they reading and, 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 and make the pictures in their brain. Yeah. And it's so wild to me. Like I never realized, I just thought everybody could see things like this. And then reading comments of people go, that, that have had this and can't visualize things being like, I never understood why it was called the mind's eye. I never understood that because <laughs> I don't see anything. Um and it's just so weird how humans work so differently. You don't see anything? Yeah. No, I do. Ewan said he didn't see anything. Some okay. people don't. And people with aphantasia have, as Kirsten said, there's like five different levels of, of sort of how well right. you can render the image of something. But some people cannot do that at all. Right. Like, what would you say you are, Paul, on, uh, that, on that scale of apples? Yeah, that's what I was just digging up the... Um, uh, the the picture that you guys sent through. I think I was like a two. Like uh, th- it's not perfectly crystal clear. Like that's my, blows me away. But it, but things are fuzzy. But it's in there. I can see shit. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like a, I'm also a two. Like, I'm not the juicy, like, it's like I'm watching it on video, but like, I can see and, oh my gosh, child, what are you screaming about that now? Mm-hmm. Oh, she lost something. Mm-hmm. I can see and like recall details very well. Yeah. Um, and when I'm reading a book, it's like, yeah, a movie is playing in my mind. Right. See, I have the soundtrack as well. Like, I can hear everything, too. I can sort of, like, really feel. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. I don't have that. That's amazing. Isn't that funny? Yeah, Yeah, I put myself at between a one and a two. You know, my dreams can be very vivid. My visualizations of things, especially when I'm reading, can be very vivid. Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you, when I drink a book, when I'm listening to an audio book, my auditory and and visual uh, recreations in my brain are stronger than when i am physically reading with my eyes interesting yeah i guess maybe and maybe it's just because like i don't i'm not engaging the sight sense as much physically out of my head so i am able to manifest it in my brain uh but yeah that was really was really interesting to learn about aphantasia so thank you for that yeah fascinating it's that's really neat that that's a something and you know and it, it makes sense that that's why you enjoy audiobooks so much i think but yeah, it might it might just be because I that's I just I really do enjoy them and I can put myself into the uh, into the experience. Uh, Zoner, you and asked or Zoner, you and also says I hope you enjoy Rain of Fire, Kristen. Did you get around to seeing it? <laughs> oh no! Okay, uh, yeah, okay. I need to watch this movie. Shit. So oh funny. my god, maybe we should watch it tonight. I was maybe. just gonna say, yeah, <laughs> maybe we should watch Rain of Fire tonight. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm having people over for a movie tonight and now I feel like I need to change it to Rain of Fire. Fuck. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I would be. Down. I'm going to. It is on. It is, it is on my radar to watch this movie now after I know about this. So The fire chief fighting the dragon. Oh, God. I will oh, review and recommendation <laughs> after I've watched it. After the absolute mayhem that was last week of us losing our minds about this movie, yeah, you've got to see Rain of Fire. <laughs> oh, I, I hope you genuinely like it. I hope so, too. I mean, the cast, I it just, knowing this movie exists. Knowing what this movie is about and then the cast, like it's it's gotta be good, right? <laughs> so bad it's gotta be good. I don't know. We only have one more thing for the podcast, and that is a mini R and R of True to Country True Country, True Detective. Oh my god. I talk for a living. True Detective, Colin Night Country. Uh hopefully upon Arts return next week we'll get a full review from both of them. But Paul, can you summarize for us? Because now it's over. Yeah, I you know, I struggled with this thing at times. It got real slow in the middle. Um I don't remember the first season of True Detective kind of being like that. I remember it being very consistent. And uh, as well, like season three, I thought was really great in the way that it just kept building and building. Uh, maybe not to the same level and intensity of season one, but it, it I did feel like I was very engaged the whole time with season three. Season four, yeah, I don't know if maybe I just my heart wasn't in it or if, if it did really did a lull. Um, it did parcel things out to you like slowly as it went. And, you know, there was there was always something going on, but I don't know. There, I felt like a lull in the middle. But I will say... F- for the last episode, it got red hot again. Um, the the mystery that was set up and the characters in, see, in uh, episode one that really did hook me. I was interested. I want to see where it all went. Uh, really did, I think, pay off in a very interesting way in the finale. and In a very interesting way, you say. Yeah, interesting, oh. satisfying. Um, it was neat. Sorry, I should mention those noises have been happening. 
That one was my fault. I'm sorry. While. Yeah, I, I was going to blame them all on Brian because Brian's been uh, messaging us on our uh, group chat there and it makes that little yeah. annoying noise every time. And so it's like Brian's here with us all. It's called the brush pop. It's a Slack notification noise. It's great. Um, it's Brian in the room right now. It's Brian. It's his <laughs> ghost. ghost. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, would would recommend. If you like that kind of a crime thing, and by the way, just to have uh, Jodie Foster back up on the screen and in a detective role, but she's, look, don't expect to just get a Clarice Starling, uh, mm. you know what I mean? Role because she's so so different, and then as well, like I, I wasn't really expecting uh, Callie Reese's character to be the other detective. Like I wasn't expecting that type of relationship between okay. between those two, like in season one. But that is what she is, and she's so good. Callie Reese, if you don't know, is like an athlete. Um, she's a professional boxer and an actress. This is her first like big major role. I feel like though. And she's great in it. She's got some real gravity in her scenes and is really cool and good to watch. Uh, so it's it's been a great uh, role for her, I feel like, too. And you know, she carries it in a lot of ways. I mean, as much as Jodie Foster is there, it's kind of like this, you know, huge actor presence. Um, you know, this presence, this anchor yeah. cornerstone of the show. Kelly Reese is unbelievable as well. And they're really good to watch play against each other. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Well, we'll look for, forward to a, a more expanded review next week. Anything else for the pod, my friends? Kirsten James, where can we find you and your adorable little kidlet? Kirsten.james.butt. <laughs> no! Uh, don't go by that. Paul Pacino. Paul.butt! Stop it. <laughs> I'm twitch.tv slash webmeisterbutt. This has been the Zones Geek Up Podcast episode Got 278. Butt. Thank you so Webmeister much for listening. <laughs> oh, frick off! Frick all the way off! It's going to be a Geek Out Podcast episode 278. I'm calling this thing. Thanks so much for listening. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. Sorry. Yeah, she's very distracting for me this morning. She she was so chill for like the half an hour you weren't here, Paul, and then you showed up, and so now funny. she's just going crazy. So For a lot of people who know more, way more about politics than me, I'm sure uh, it was like... She's making as much sense and probably knows as much as Paul does, a stupid idiot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>